Welcome to the Amplify to Seven Figures podcast, where we look inside the mind of seven-figure entrepreneurs to see how they amplify their business and amplify their life. Let's welcome today's guest. Today's guest is a international business and leadership strategist and the founder of Luminary Leadership Company and Podcast. She works to elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leadership so they can do the work that matters. Through her masterminds, mentorship, and signature programs, she has shown thousands of entrepreneurs across the globe how to shift from just building a business to creating a legacy. She brings with her 10 years of leadership experience and has built two growing and successful businesses. Her expertise has been featured in media outlets such as Forbes, Entrepreneur and Fast Company and has been on stages throughout the world. Her and her husband live in their hobby farm with their three children in Wisconsin. Please give a very warm welcome to the show today's guest Liz Hartke. How are you doing Liz? I have to try to match your energy level. I love this. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I would tell my very best. I used to be a wedding singer, so I can just put myself in state and then chuck myself out of it. So <laughs> that's... I'm jealous. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Now, Liz, one, one of the things that just it re- really intrigued me when I was doing my research on you is is your your views in, and your ideology around around kids and um, how kids also relate to business, right? Mm. Uh, um, and and that balance between the two, because some people kind of find it really tough when they've got kids to, to get that balance. So how, how do you keep your kids, your family, and your values from becoming collateral damage in your business? How do you actually incorporate them into the vision of the business? Mm, this isn't something I always did well, but I had the um, the gift and the blessing of growing up in, t- in an entrepreneurial family. So for me, that was just uh, second nature was being raised alongside business owners. My parents, my mom's still running her business to this day. My dad just retired in his 70s. Both my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. So it was really an awesome thing to watch it unfold and see how small business worked. But one of the things in retrospect, of course, I didn't realize this until looking back, my mom had this incredible knack of not compartmentalizing. I think what we're taught in today's entrepreneurial culture is you put your business out on when you're doing your business and you have your strict boundaries and, and business hours. And then when you clock out of there, you show up and you put your parent hat on and you show up for your kids and you have to put business out of your head. And as much as I think that's a, a valuable lesson because you don't want to try to be doing both at once. It's not fair to your kids. It's not fair to the business. And then you feel guilty in both and it doesn't serve anything. My mom had this uh, incredible way about her. She was just her. So how she showed up within the walls of her business and how she showed up within the walls of our home was the same person. She didn't bring one set of values into the business and the company culture and then a second set of values at home. If you were to ask her children to describe her or her friends to describe her or her employees to describe her, they're all describing the same woman, the same leader, um, the same person making an impact in both of those spaces. So that would be the first thing that I've had to learn kind of the hard way through my own mistakes is I have to stop compartmentalizing myself and putting the pressure on me to be multiple different versions of me. I am me. Now, yes, I have structure and things to help me honor the values that we have as a family, but there were my early years of business where I was trying to do that and it just felt daunting and exhausting. And then the other piece I would say that's 
most critical and the piece that's missing for a lot of entrepreneurs is really having this foundational set of both values and priorities, but then the checks and balances to ensure that you're actually living them because it's really easy to say, oh, these are my values, integrity and generosity and faith and family and all of that, but it's totally different are you living those in the granular of your day to day? If the people in your home were to ask, hey, did mom check these boxes today? Could they say yes? And would the people that you're working alongside or the clients that you're serving or the people that you're speaking to feel like you are representative of those values? Because the truth is, and a lot of the work that I do is around the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs, they live in the vision of what they're building, but they, uh, are unable to have the level of self-awareness and leadership to see that they're dishonoring who they want to be today. They're focused too much on who they want to become. And as a result, they're completely out of balance, out of whack and out of integrity with who they're actually called to be. So they are seeking fulfillment in all the wrong places and validation in the wrong places. And they're focusing their goals on the wrong things because they think that will satisfy. And as a result, their kids become the collateral damage, their spouse, um, and even ultimately the possibility within their work. Because when you're not operating in integrity with your purpose and who you're called to be and that core set of values that as a family we kind of created um, that we call our true north. It's kind of our guiding star and it allows us any opportunity, any, um, any decision we have to make either at home or in business, we juxtapose it to this true north. It's kind of a workbook we've created and that's like our little family Bible of like, this is what we choose to live by and this is what we choose to honor. And when we're out of whack with it, we have accountability measures to say, hey, you're not living by this right now. What's going on? How can we adjust this? Um, and having that true north, it's just kind of relieved a lot of the um, clarity blur and inability to see and focus on what we really want and how to get there. And it's made the journey a lot better. It's not about the destination for us. It's like, how are we living day to day? Are we honoring who we want to be? And are we in alignment with those values and those priorities? And if the answer is yes, life is pretty good. <laughs> I, I love that answer. And uh, just going a little bit deeper on that, then like some people might be listening to this right now and it's just like, wait, so it's all right for her because she's already there, right? Um, I, I, like not for me you don't know what my life's like because it's super super busy and I just don't have the, the the time I need to choose one or the other like what is the how how do you bridge that gap in the first instance where you, you, you've got this life that's maybe really out of balance and how, how do you tip the, the scales back to even yeah I, I would say first is don't put that pressure on yourself to tip it back to even there are going to be seasons where you know, maybe you just had a baby and it the scale should be out of whack. You should be more tipping towards family or healing or rest or being connected. Uh, and then there are seasons where you're stepping into your next level within business and you should tip the scales the other way. The key is not tipping too far. And, and when you have those rooted foundations of priorities and values, you can make sure that even when you're tipping one way, Am I still in alignment with who I who I need to be, who I said I am? Um, so you're not falling too far. I think the other key piece and something that stuck out to me of, of how you phrased it, which I hear all the time from entrepreneurs, I've been doing this for 10 years, and every single entrepreneur thinks that they're uh, they're the unique one. Like they're the, but yeah, but you don't understand my situation. My kids are more demanding. My career is more demanding. My team requires more of me. Like whatever it is, they can convince themselves that it's different for them. 
And I call BS because it's just not true. And that is actually a leadership deficit. When you hear somebody say, well, you don't understand, or it's easier said than done, that's a evidence to me that it's not a strategy problem. It's not a time management problem. It's a leadership problem. It's a mindset issue. They have to really analyze who, like what pieces of the leadership puzzle are missing for them and nurture there. Likely people like that, and, and tell me if you see this too, yeah. that they are spinning their wheels and seeking for the next strategy that's gonna get them out of that, off of that hamster wheel, right? That's what, yeah. they're like, yeah, but this is just a season of busy. And if I just could get my business to here, then I wouldn't feel this. If I just had the right people on my team, if I just had the offer that finally took off, then I could get out of it. And they're seeking strategy and that's, Literally why we developed our company was because we saw that happening so much and it was capping that entrepreneur in their possibility, in their potential, both earning potential, but also fulfillment and joy potential in their lives as a whole. And it became really clear that the entrepreneur's cap was not the strategy that they needed next. It was the entrepreneur themselves. It was their level of leadership, how they viewed the world, how they handled problems, how they looked at things that felt like a deficit and how they approached it. So instead of saying something like, oh yeah, you just don't understand though, I am so busy. They would look at it and say, okay, I've got the same 24 hours in the day as this person over here who's figured out how to manage the five kids and the multi-million dollar business and has a great marriage. What are they doing that I'm not? What do I have to learn that, you know, that I haven't learned yet? And, and being self-aware enough to say, where are my leadership gaps and how do I focus my energy there first? so that the strategy can be implemented and actually you benefit from it because you're only going to you're only going to go so far with the strategy yeah it's there's a quote that comes to mind i think it's from uh, matthew mcconaughey um and he was he was doing a, a speech at one of the award shows and he said to him like who do you want to be and he was like i want to be myself in 10 years time and then he gets to 10 years time and they said so are you that you're that guy was like not even close i just want to be the person i want to be in 10 years time uh, and and that's a great quote and at the same time a lot of people chase like say chase the rabbit and, and and never actually get to it but they focus that much on that they forget the journey mm. yeah it comes at the expense of what matters most and then it's like what the heck's the point yeah <laughs> exactly it's, it's pa certainly powerful stuff now when it comes to making some of those shifts and some of those changes what what are those those daily habits and principles that you can re really start establish those leadership habits from a, an early stage in business but also then share those as well with with, with your kids as well mm. yeah it's it's kind of one and the same it's funny the same things that i try to live by myself and implement myself are the same things that i'm teaching my kids and my kids are really young my kids are six four and two and even with our two-year-old we're teaching some of these disciplines so the first one being discipline, um, not from the standpoint of correcting them when they're wrong so much, which we do, but I'm talking about their own choice to be disciplined in the things that they know will serve them to move towards a goal. So to give you an example, or, or really how they want to feel even more than the goal, to me, the, the goal is just the stepping stone to get to how you want to feel or, or what you're trying to attain beyond the goal, right? That vision. So my son has eczema and 
we've researched a lot because you go to a doctor and they're like, here is a steroid cream for your baby. And we're like, okay, well, that's slapping a Band-Aid on a problem. How do we actually fix this and get to the root of it? So my husband and I researched and we started to learn natural ways to really purge the body of the toxins and the metals that are in the body that cause eczema. It's not a skin issue. It's an internal issue. So from the age of three, we started teaching our son in three-year-old language that yes, this itchy stuff on your skin, it's really annoying, but it's coming from something in your body that we have to get out. And here are some ways that we can do it. Now, the ways that we could do it were not things a three-year-old wanted to do, like take supplementation that tasted bad or avoid certain foods that he really liked that were kind of feeding the problem uh, for a temporary period of time to be able to get it out. But we saw him as a three-year-old stay really focused on the vision of what he wanted, which was to not freaking itch all the time. And he started to develop the habits necessary, even that young, to be able to work towards that goal, even if it was something he didn't like. So he developed this level of discipline that served him in pursuit of this really simple but really meaningful vision to him because he didn't want to feel that way anymore. Um, so we talk a lot about really honoring what's required to get to where you want to go. And then taking a pulse, you know, sometimes we say we want to get somewhere, whether it be in business or parenthood, or our kids say they have this really awesome goal that they want. And then when we break down what that's going to look like in the granular of the day to day, we're like, man, I actually don't want to make that sacrifice within this timeline to achieve it that way. So sometimes it's recalibrating. We're not a family that's like, you commit to something and you're going to do it no matter what. If we're like, it doesn't bring you joy and it's sucking the life out of you and it's taking away from what is ultimately most important, like screw it, leave it behind. Let's focus on where you're going next. Um, another big thing that has really served both our kids and us, I start every day uh, not touching my phone, not opening my computer, looking at any of the tasks that my team sends over, opening my email. I really want, I want to be the one in control of the start to my day. And I want to be prayerful and mindful and connected to how I want my day to look. Now, of course, life throws you the curveballs and whatever, but I've found that one of the most powerful ways to start my day off on the right foot, even if I'm anticipating, like today, for example, my Thursdays are kind of those back-to-back -back days that I'm like, man, this is going to this is going to wipe me out. But I use that first hour to, you know, do the things that are important to get my mind in the right place. But one of the things I do every day is I write a letter, one letter a day, five days a week during the week to somebody. So it might be a member of my team that I'm super grateful for. It might be to one of my parents. It might be to somebody that I don't even personally know, but I heard they were going through something hard. And it reminds me to pour into others first and to lift others up first. And that's just such a powerful leadership principle in general, but it's something we're teaching our kids. So my youngest two aren't exactly writing letters at this point, but my six-year-old can. So each day um, he picks a different person in his world, or if he hears of somebody or another kid going through something tough and he uh, writes a letter to them. And it's funny because it's not just pouring into people. It's also naturally lifting you up. It's focusing your energy outward, which is leadership. And it's also uh, working on, for little kids, reading and writing, which are super critical things to become a leader. 
uh, leaders or readers, you hear that all the time, but they're also writers. They're the ones that are taking their own thoughts and their own emotions and feelings and visions, and they're putting them down on paper. So it's it's developing a habit that's going to serve them long term. But it's also put like, imagine how many letters are going to be written over the course. I didn't start this till I was in my 30s. He's starting this as a six-year-old. How many people are going to be touched by his words and his message and and just being lifted up and, and the skills that he's developing in that process and the mindset just by focusing his energy outward. And when you do that, you start your day from a selfless place, mm. you know, like servant place versus a selfish place of me. What's what's in it for me? What's this day going to get? What am I going to get out of this day for me? It's how am I going to pour into others? And it's such a beautiful leadership skill that can develop with time. That's so powerful. And I've never heard any, <laughs> anyone do that before as well. So what 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 triggered that for you to start doing that uh that's a good question i'm trying to think back you know it was a i was in a really hurried time of my life when before i started this so i was constantly jumping from one thing to the next my business was in a place where it was thriving and growing but it wasn't sustainable or scaled yet so it was all on me and I felt like I I was that person that was saying, you don't understand, I just don't have the time. And I had this idea one day, because my it was my son, this was a couple of years ago, and he said, uh, mom, he was, we homeschool now, but at the time it was, he was in preschool, in an actual school, and he heard about a story through his teacher of someone's grandmother who was going to be spending Christmas alone, and he was really sad about it because he thinks of his grandparents and how we're always together, and there's family in the village and all of that. And he said, I want to write her a letter. So it started with that. And he was really little. So it took, you know, an hour for this kid to write like five words. And I'm like, oh, man, this took forever. I don't have time for this. And then I thought about that woman who was in her 90s and going to be spending Christmas alone. And I thought, man, we just kicked off our day with writing this letter. And I've convinced myself that I don't have time for minutia like this. Shouldn't this be the most important thing and then everything else fits around it? If I'm claiming to be a leader, if I'm claiming claiming to devote my life to pouring into other people, that's what leadership is. Leadership is so tiresome, but also so selfless, but also so fulfilling when you do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people claim themselves as leaders, but they just are talking about positional leadership. But if you're really embodying leadership, it's about other people. It's not about you. So I started to just kind of do it not with the intention of I'm going to do this every day. And I wrote my dad a letter and I wrote my mom a letter just thinking, man, I I haven't been intentional about really thanking them for all the gifts they gave me and what they taught me. I'm going to write it down. And then it just started to make me feel really good in the morning. But it also, I started to get the feedback from the people that were receiving it. I'm like, man, this making an impact. So instead of saying, I don't have time to squeeze that into my day, what if I put this first and squeeze everything else into my day and it would set everything off on the right tone. So that was a few years ago and it just, it sparked from his, my son's desire to pour into somebody that he felt like could really use words of encouragement. And it's funny, you you learn a lot when you have kids, you learn a lot from your kids. And that's been one of the things like slow down, stop hurrying, look at what matters most and how are you making your actual impact? Yeah, it is. Just it really makes you think. <laughs> that, that's that's all I say. It really makes you think. I I, I love that. Now you you talk as well about true true north, and 
I'm curious, True North, is True North one, like one sentence, one thing, or is it like a, a, a list of things? Like how, how do you define what a True North is? And I know you've got more information like on your site and stuff, but like what's the overview of it? Yeah, such a good question. So this was something that developed by accident over time out of necessity. My husband and I were feeling, again, we were in that season of hurry. We had young kids. When you have young kids close in age, they're super dependent. They're all pulling you in three different directions. Plus we had two businesses that were thriving and needing a lot of us. Um, plus we have a marriage and a property. We, we own a farm. I mean, we were just felt like we had bitten off more than we could chew. And I found myself making choices not rooted in any kind of truth. I was like, oh, that sounds good. I'll do that. Oh, that speaking engagement. Sure. That sounds like a good opportunity. Oh, the kids want to sign up for this. I'll, you know, sign them up for that. There was no, it was just kind of no rhyme or reason to our lives. And we were feeling the pressure of it all. And it was deeply affecting the business and it was deeply affecting our marriage and how we felt like we were able to show up as parents. So I was like, man, this is a very negative spiral that I don't see us just growing out of. And I think that was the first mistake was spending a good year assuming that we were just, this was just the season we were in. And so little by little, we started to talk about, it was usually on Sunday nights after we'd finally get the kids down, have a glass of wine, sit down and be like, how the hell do we get out of this tornado of, of life? And we realized there was nothing grounding us. We had nothing that we could pin up, nothing to pin our decisions and our choices and the way we chose to live up against to say, is this us or is it not? Is it a yes or is it a no? So it wasn't called True North at the time. It wasn't a formal workbook. It was me writing on a legal pad. All right, we need to actually decide who we are as a family. And it was funny because I didn't realize at the time in doing this exercise, I was also deciding who we were as a company because it should be one and the same. You don't live with one set of values here at work and then you show up at home and you're a different person and, and you live by different values. So I started to really unearth with my husband what those values were. And then we found at dinner, we eat dinner together every night and our kids, that's when they really start talking because they don't want to eat. So they start avoiding eating and they don't shut their mouths. And you start to really get a sense of who they are, even from a young age. So we're like, man, let's include the kids in the conversation. They're young, but they know what they value. They know what means something to them. And they know how to define it really well, because you can say to them, what makes you feel loved? And they'll tell you when mommy and daddy sit and play with me or when daddy's not on his phone or something like that. And you're like, whoa, that's really insightful from a four-year-old. But now we can start to put definition to our values like present just doesn't mean i blocked off time on the calendar to be with you it means i'm with you i'm in it i'm not distracted um generous doesn't just mean we give you know we tithe our money or we donate to charity it means we write those letters in the morning and we're generous in spirit so we started to define it as a family and then we were like all right values are really strong and good to have with true definitions to them because family to one person could mean something very different than family to another and how that's lived. Now we need checks and balances. So this workbook started to come to life of how do we hold ourselves and each other accountable to it? How do we witness when we're living by it or when we're not? And then it was like, okay, what are our priorities in this season? And this part kind of changes and there's space now that we've developed an actual workbook, there's space to fill this in and with time um, shift it. But it was like, okay, what are we working towards individually and as a family? And it just opens up communication too. Because sometimes as a business owner, you're like, I've got a goal, I'm focused on it. 
and everybody all aboard because this train's leaving the station. Well, it allowed me to say, hey guys, we're gonna be opening the doors to something new. How can you guys pitch in? Or what does this look like for mom? And you know, what, how will it affect my schedule in the season? So they were aware and not blindsided by any of it. And it ended up being something that we created for our family. And now we have a, a really high level incubator for um, you know seven figure and above uh, clients. And this is the number one tool that we use to help them through their blocks. It's just this super powerful thing. And it, I'm telling you, the, the number one thing that comes out of it is clarity in mm. everything. As a parent, as an entrepreneur, within the walls of your business, how you lead your team, what opportunities you say yes and no to. It was like we had a compass all of a sudden. So we decided to kind of package it up. And it's something we gift to people for free because we feel like it is that important for the health of the entrepreneurial family or of the entrepreneur or for the next generation. Uh, it's simple, but it's mega powerful. I think I'm going to get me and my wife to go through it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> De def definitely. So I, you can check that out as well. Um, all the links in the show notes will be there of how you can get that, that true north. Now, be, without going down too much of a, a rabbit hole, I, I am very curious is what what do you think about the way our kids are being educated in, in the modern world right there's, there's a lot of shifts going on especially because of the pandemic and it's like oh i'm homeschooling my kids kind of sometimes uh, and anyway what what's your thoughts on the education system if you were to ask me a few years ago if i would ever be a homeschooling mom i'd be like you're nuts like there's no freaking way i didn't grow up in it i went to the public school it was great i got a lot out of it and then I started to see uh, how things really for us, it was like when the pandemic hit and we went, we're like, we want to see how this school, our school is handling this for our kids. And we walked in and we walked into the lunchroom and we saw one of those giant lunchroom tables. And now these, this was when my son was four. So these are little kids. So this is like a 15 plus foot table. And there was a tape piece of red tape at one end with an X and a piece of red tape with one uh, and the other end with an X. And that was where the kids were going to sit. Two kids per table spaced out by 15 feet. And I was like, hell friggin' no. I'm not teaching my child to fear other people or to, you know, live. It's just like everything about it was out of integrity with our true north. And that was the coolest thing. We made this decision in like a millisecond my husband and i looked at each other we're like nope we're homeschooling we don't know anything about it we don't have the time to do it but we're going all in and the other big thing that we've really learned in being more involved in school systems and and talking to other entrepreneurial parents and parents is in this is my humble opinion school system teaches your child what to think not how to think now not every school not every teacher i am not vilifying teachers there are some of the most magnetic wonderful mentors in my life were teachers and i have friends that are teachers and they're the gems but they're gems they're not the norm and i just we started looking at this true north saying man if we want to raise kids that operate by these values are they getting that in the school system and the answer was just a no and part of that was the values that we chose right maybe someone else's values would align with this, the system, uh, or they found a wonderful school that lived by those values. That wasn't the case for us. The other piece was too, that we started thinking about 
what is the best chance of our child or our children really elevating up into who they're called to be, to live with that generous spirit, to not have their innocence broken at a young age, to not feel like there's something wrong with them because they might learn differently than the other 30 kids in the classroom. And we found that uh, us taking it on was going to be the best chance. Now, saying that, we are learning as we go. Like I am not a homeschool expert, but what I can tell you is I am proud of the fact that my child is getting what I feel they need. My children are getting what they need to cultivate and grow into who they're called to be um, within our home. And I, they're smart and I know that they'll, you know, we will figure it out as we go. So that was, that was our personal feeling. Uh, I would have never anticipated homeschooling, but now it's it's sparked this whole new mission for us within the Luminary Leadership Company where we're actually developing um, supplemental curriculum. So whether you homeschool or your kids are in traditional school, it doesn't matter. You still you know your kids not getting leadership development in their school. You know they're not getting uh, value like value cultivating things. They're learning the basics and they're getting the social interactions. So we're actually creating curriculum for entrepreneurial parents to first and foremost, embody and develop themselves in leadership so that they can raise leaders. So it's actually supporting both parties. Um, and I, I probably would have never even gone down that path had this not all happened and we not ex- we hadn't explored it ourselves, but that's where we stand and we see homeschool as the direction we're going in for the foreseeable future. And, and we're always open. Everything's always on the table for us, but it seems to really be clicking for our, for our children. I like, I like it. And I appreciate you sharing, sharing your views as well and uh, ca- casting light on the good things uh, yeah. rather than cast shade on the, uh, the others. That's sure. awesome. Now, what, one of the questions that we ask everyone who comes on the show, Liz, uh, and this this is a bit of a deeper question as well, is what do you want to be remembered for when you die? Not my business, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, and that was a stark realization when I looked at my schedule and how I was living in that day to day. I was, if you were to ask me that question, I would have given you one answer, but you would have seen if you looked under the hood, you'd been like, "What are you doing to ensure that that answer comes to life?" Because although I'm proud of my business acumen and and the businesses we've built, uh, I do not want that being the discussion when I croak. I want it to be about how I loved my family and how that love created a ripple effect, raising them into leaders, both to be able to lead within the world, but also learning to love within their home so that they could go on and continue that ripple effect. That's the kind of thing that um, is the catalyst for change. So, I, I, I had to learn to make sure, and this was where that true north process came in, that I was in integrity with who I said I wanted to be or how I wanted to be remembered mm-hmm. um, based on, because like how you're remembered is based on the summation of all those little moments of how you live. You don't get to be remembered as this big, awesome thing when you lived completely out of integrity with that your whole life by accident because you weren't aware enough to lift your head up and say, man, I'm pushing for this big vision of who I'm gonna be someday, but who I am 99% of the journey is not that person. So I want to be uh, remembered for that impact I first had within my home and really supporting other families and bringing everything for me 
and the mission and what I do. I love strategy. I love teaching business. I'm obsessed with it. My husband talks about how I, I act like I've been like inject, injected with cocaine when I get in front of a whiteboard and I get to like mastermind. I, I'm crazy person. This is my gift. However, I want to use that gift to help elevate entrepreneurs into leadership for the sake of the family. Like everything for me is about the family. How can we grow businesses that sustain, that can provide freedom so we can have this healthy nucleus family so that we can support our children in becoming who they're called to be so that they never feel like they missed out on those over opportunities because mom and dad were ha had to be so invested in the business so for me first within my own family the impact i made there and then hopefully the impacts that i make in other families as well i love it that's phenomenal now now we have we we have a short amount of time left so what is one quick win that people can use to amplify the business Today. Um, I would challenge people, you know, you hear a lot of good stuff on podcasts, right? And you're like, mental note, I'm going to do that someday. I, I would challenge them to do the true north and to rally their family around it, whether they have, you know, just a single person, a spouse, children, or they bring this and they're like, I'll do this with my team, What, whatever it looks like for them. But you need another person to kind of hold you accountable and, and see in you what you can't see in yourself. But what if you did it and you started living by it tomorrow? You know, you, your life would literally change. So you can you can absorb the information, be like, that's a great concept. I'm going to think about it. Or you could actually do it and see the fruits of that labor and and make that ripple effect within your own home first and see it transcend because it will directly affect the growth of your business as well. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, uh, Liz, it's been great having you on the show. So what seven-figure entrepreneur would you nominate to be on the show next? I have to nominate one of my clients, uh, Brad Bizjack. So Brad is a brilliant mind in the mindset space. He's really, um, you want the breakthrough. You want to go to your next level. You want to tap into what's possible, but you're getting tripped up on the how in getting there, Brad's your man. So uh, you can check him out on Instagram. He's just at Brad Bizjack. But my mind immediately goes to him because he's such a ray of light for entrepreneurs who it's kind of like what we talked about today, right? Yeah, you can get another strategy, but Brad's the guy that's going to support you in ensuring that your head's in the right space so that that strategy actually works for you. Uh, he's going to be a name that everybody knows soon enough i'm sure of it but he i mean he's already making massive waves as he's well above the seven figure mark but it, the world will know brad I, I i love that that's that's fantastic now now finally liz where can people find out more about you what you do and uh where can they get the true north yes it can the the first place i'd send you is to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north that's where you can snag that <clears throat> and then we'll be in touch naturally from you snagging that. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke, H-A-R-T-K-E. But come tune in to the Luminary Leadership Podcast. Um, subscribe. Let us know you subscribe. We do giveaways for that all the time. And uh, share it. Like we want to, this is to us, this is uh, not a business anymore. This is a movement where we're 
we're trying to infiltrate the homes of families to really support those entrepreneurial families. When we choose entrepreneurship, we directly choose it for our children too. It will change how they live because of it. So let's ensure that we're doing it in a way that's in alignment with who we're called to be so that they can become who they're called to be. And uh, that's, that's such a gift that we can give that next generation. Thanks. Thanks so much, Liz, for being on the show and spending the time with us today. It was my joy. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. You've been listening to the Amplified to Seven Figures podcast with me, Paul Ace, and my amazing guest, Liz Hartke. Remember, amplify your business and amplify your life. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Amplified to Seven Figures podcast. To access the show notes, episodes, and this month's giveaway, head over to www.amplifytosevenfigures.com. Dot com. Remember, amplify your business, amplify, amplify your, your life. life.